The Sam Malik Show. I am Debbie Radish Respice. I'm an executive coach and business consultant. How long have you been doing it? Um, actually, about 15 months after getting out of 30 years of corporate America. So I'm a, I'm a newbie in my own entrepreneurial business. Is it something you've been wanting to do for a long time? or? Um, I kind of got called into it um, 2017. And in 2018, as a global VP of human resources, I put myself out of a job and started my own business. So good for it's you. It's been really cool. I'm doing the same thing where I'm my yeah. own boss. Yeah. Isn't it it's, interesting? It's a little challenging, like making your own hours because it's easy to not unplug and always be working. I actually kind of f- love it. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> like, I, I really didn't have a problem, um, but I went through about three months of grief. And I didn't know that I was going to do that. 30 years of business, and then all of a sudden, I had nothing, like no schedule. I didn't have to go to bed at a certain time. I didn't have to get up at a certain time. I didn't have meetings at certain times. I didn't. So um, I went through three months, July through um, July, August, September of 2018. And October is when I really went, I can do this. Yes. And I'm doing it. So for so. the 30 years, would you have a set vacation? And the, like, yeah. how much vacation would you have? Like a normal three it, uh, weeks? Yeah, I mean, I, it was like total corporate business America. I mean, it was you're in the office by six six thirty. You'd leave at five or seven. Um, I lived a hundred and ten mile round trip from work, so I had to add another two hours of travel. Where did you live, and where was your office? So I currently live in Lebanon, and I worked in West Nashville. So I had a very long drive, and I don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> so, did you do that for 30 years? No. So I did that for about five and a half years, the, the last position I had um, as a vice president of, of human resources. And so, why Lebanon? Do you have family um, there? Because my husband and I found our dream home. It's a beautiful nice. log cabin in the middle of 13 acres, and how can you not want to do that? It's like, why just go to the Smoky Mountains every couple months when you can like always live, live in a vacation setting? Yeah. Yeah. But would your husband have a long commute too? No. So he, um, let's see, he works for himself as well, um, odd jobs. Uh, we're very connected to the church, does a lot for the elders um, in the church. Very nice. Um, cuts wood for a living. So he works his butt off for about eight months, and we get a windfall, whatever that means, um, in the in the wintertime. So. It actually works out really, really well. And so where did you work at for 30 years? Was it one business? No, or? no. So there were um, less than five companies that I worked for, mm-hmm. um, but and each one was a progressional job. And I got to kind of got to put that all together and be able to offer that expertise, I guess, with uh, coaching and consulting now. And it's... Uh, it's wonderful. So I, people I come it. to you for what reasons? What do you do to help them out? Um, so I mainly focus on executives of organizations. So CEOs, the C-suite, that top level, vice president level. Um, the high rollers. The no. high rollers, <laughs> yeah. Um, I really, I've always been an odd duck. I always believed in being authentic and vulnerable and that whole emotional intelligence and just bringing emotion to the office when it wasn't okay to do that. And I now, you know, you hear it all the time. Oh, emotional intelligent and executive presence. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I've been doing that for 30 years and it was not okay. And now all of a sudden it's okay. So I really help people just really be a more authentic, authentic them. 
So it's, it's cool. So we work on whatever they want. So they may say, you know what, um, I want to I'm, I be promoted into the CEO position. How do I do that? So we'll work on their presence. You know, what are you doing? How do you say it? How do you dress? How are you walking in the halls? How are you engaging? What does a CEO mean to you? What do you like about your CEO now? What do you want to be as the CEO? What type of culture do you want to adjust? Because anytime you get a new boss, it's always something different. Um, and we work on, on what they want to work on, like what is important to them. It's not my journey. I get to go on their journey with them and just help them in kind of navigating their potential. And, they, and they're like, oh, I didn't know I could do that. I didn't know that I could be that way. I didn't mm-hmm. know that, um, that I didn't have to be like everybody else. Uh, you know, one of the things that I, I talk a lot about myself is after 30 years of business, I learned that I always put on corporate armor and I put up my professional veneer. So I was constantly protecting myself and I was hiding who I really was. And I don't want to do that anymore. And this, yeah, so this role gets, gets me to be who I am, whether you like it or not, and that's okay. And then I get to help others do the same thing. And they're like, wow, this is kind of nice. That must feel so good giving it back or paying it forward. And also getting paid for it too. <laughs> like yes, you're living both. your dream job. Yeah. Yeah. And it I really do come at it from a server standpoint, a serving standpoint. Um, I talk a lot about servant leadership. Um, it's old school back, you know, started in the seventies, eighties. But if we don't serve, you're not being authentic because we are meant to serve. And the more you serve, the more you get out of life the more you enjoy what you do. And if you don't enjoy what you do, there's other things that you could do yeah. that's going to help you enjoy it. So I'm going to ask you a question. Let's yeah. think about this. We'll get to it in a moment. I was going to ask the question, so let's say someone's listening now who is an intern or they just graduated from college. You know, What are maybe some tips for them to just uh, rise in the ranks and maybe get to CEO one day? But but first, I'm you know our studio is here on Music Row, and I know a bunch of people that are CEOs that mm-hmm. are just out of college or maybe they're in college. They have no employees. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like it's a small startup. Yeah. So boom, they're immediately the yeah. president and CEO. So first, what's your advice for a situation like that? Someone like that. Um, they're, they're already the CEO. How em- should they act? Embrace and- the journey. Um, and again, be real. You know, be okay to say, I don't know. And who do I need to reach out to to help me? Uh, don't be afraid to get an executive coach. You know, um, the beauty of coaching is it's forward thinking, it's forward looking. So it's not counseling. It's not, it's not mentoring. I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm not going to give you every single one of my stories to see what you want to do. It's where do you want to go and how do I help you get there, right? Um, I think that a lot of entrepreneurs try to do it alone. And that's not the way to do it. It's really to surround yourself with supporters, people who will challenge you, who will kind of look at you and go, Have you thought about X or have you thought about Y or let me help you be more successful? And that CEO has to be open to it, right? You got to be open to the feedback. You got to be open to the, um, my husband is a very direct man. Um, Says how it is. 
and he does. I mean, it, I, I joke I with him. That. I'm like, he just goes straight to the juggler. There, there is no compassion. He is compassionate, but there is no compassion when he's given feedback. I say, it's this time is the most precious commodity. We don't he want to does. waste it. So and it's he's good just to get the, right to it. To the point. Sometimes it's a little harsh, um, but I'm learning a lot about it's okay to also be direct. It's not being mean. You know, sometimes people just need to hear the truth or they need to be asked a question for them to go, wow, I'm really being a jerk, you know, and, <laughs> and, and them to step into that and go, okay, what do I get to do differently? Um, I don't believe in failures. I think that we, they're, they're just lessons to be learned. They're gifts because we get to learn from them, I agree 100%. Right? Yes. I so, love failing. Yeah. It's the I, best. I, you know, but it, what is the definition of failing, right? Just because it doesn't, didn't work doesn't mean that it failed. It just means, oh, okay, well, that didn't work. Let me pick up and move on. So you true, know, so. yeah. So if you have someone uh, who comes to you and they're just out of college and they're earlier in their career and they want some coaching because they really want to be a CEO one day, what do you tell them? You know, so my first question is why? What does that even mean to you? I feel a lot, a lot of times people just say the prestige and the paycheck, but they don't even know what it really means. They don't. <laughs> um, you know, so I coaching is a lot of questions. Coaching is really kind of digging in to what what is the drive where is your drive and are you really driving toward the thing that you want or are you doing it because mom and dad said i have to or my friends are that or my husband or my wife does whatever um so a lot of the questions is well why do you want to be that what does that even mean to you what type of organization would you want to be a ceo i'm a ceo of my own company of one you know i'm a ceo is that what you want to be? Or is it, do you want to be the CEO of HCA? Right? I mean, totally different skill sets in what you have to bring to the table. So it's really about identifying. I do a lot with definitions because we use words haphazardly and we don't even know what they mean. And it's like, uh, do right. you think you could define that for me? Yeah. I actually do have an executive who wants to be the CEO. And as, through the conversation, I said, well, what if you were to write the job description that you would want the CEO to be? If you could take the role, what does that look like? And he looked at me and he's like, hmm, I, I'm not really sure how I could. And I said, well, maybe that could be a little bit of something action oriented. So again, coaching is all about action, taking action. And uh, he, that's, he wants me to look at that this month. So that's something that we'll go over, um, and I'll be able to kind of see, okay, where's the disconnect? Is this really CEO? Is this ego? Is this kind of where does it fit? So it's, um, it's just coaching is super exciting, and when you have someone who wants that next level, why do you want it? If it is prestige, that's great. But even what does that mean to you? Does it mean right. that you're, you know, you're hanging out with the big wigs? Well, who are the big wigs? Who are again? It just it it really strips away the the surface and gets deeper yeah. for someone to go. Oh, wait a minute! Is that really what I want? Is that people to see the pros and cons? I would think mm -hmm. too. Because Absolutely. a lot of times people are, they're living on the road and that could be fun for some people, other people, especially if you have children, maybe not the best situation. Absolutely. And is, is money the real driver? You know, people talk about, oh, I got to be rich. Okay, well, what does that, what does that mean? And how much is enough? Right? So again, it's just asking those questions to go, 
what is the driving force for you to say that? And where's the authenticity in what you really want to be? Because some of us are just afraid to say, I don't, I don't want that. You know, I'm really okay being X. But everybody else says no. You know what? Give yourself permission to say yes. You don't need their permission. So it's just, ah, I get excited about it. I, <laughs> I can't love it. it. <laughs> so what's your website? Where do people find you? Um, InvisibleHorizonsCoaching.com. So I named the business Invisible Horizons Coaching and Consulting uh, because we have these blinders. We don't see what's beyond the next anything, and it's invisible to us. So it's, it's kind of unleashing that power and unleashing our potential. I love it. What's your advice for some people who maybe were recently let go from their, their dream job? Specifically in media, I have lots of friends where that happened to them recently, and they're like, this is all I know. What do I do next? Um, dream. You know, what, what, is, what is the dream? What, what is your dream? It doesn't mean that your dream ended because a decision was made for you. All that means is it's a gift for you to think differently and to open up your mind to other possibilities that you may not have thought about. People have so many different skill sets, too. Oh, like specifically, <laughs> like I have friends who worked for iHeartRadio, and I, I think it was like a 1,000 people nationwide that let go. Yeah. My friends, they don't just have radio skills. They can do PR and marketing and podcasting, social media for other brands and companies. Like they have such a big skill set. But they, we, we as humans, we put ourselves into our little boxes, right? Well, this is all I know. And then all of a sudden, a decision is made typically for us that all of a sudden, again, those invisible horizons become visible. And you're like, wait a minute, I could do PR. I could do marketing. I, I could start my own podcast business. I could... Wow, the opportunities truly grow. And no one's holding you down anymore. You can yeah. do your thing. And, and there's a different confidence that, that comes out of a person that is evident. Like you can just see the spark on their face and, they, and they're like, oh, ooh, this, so, <laughs> this is exciting. I didn't know that I could do this when I was doing that job. And now it, it sucks. I was laid off. I, I get it. But man, it opened opportunities beyond, just beyond my wildest dreams. You probably wouldn't be doing this if that unfortunate thing never didn't happen. Correct, correct. So it was such a, a blessing a gift. in disguise. That's, yeah, that's right. It's a gift. So did you ever do, you ever seen the movie Up in the Air with Anna Kendrick and George Clooney? Yeah. Are, so yeah. did you ever do that type of thing where you, have, you would have to unfortunately let people go because of, um, they told yeah. you from above to... So at, being a vice president of human resources for a global manufacturing company, it happened often. Um, would you fly which, around the country or would it be just be locally and you would kind of both people? It, uh, it was both. I mean, it was, you know, I tried to make visits fun and I would be seen a little more often than, oh no, here comes Debbie and it just means we're automatically going to lose a job. I would come in and just try to do the check, uh, check out the culture of the organization. I would visit for good stuff as well as for the layoffs. So people there, you have to build trust. It doesn't come, and let me tell you that no one trusts you when you're always the hatchet man. So <laughs> um, I'm like, no, you need to see me as an ally. So when the layoffs do come, you understand that it truly is a hard, it was a hard decision. It wasn't that we were just some people in the White Tower and we're just going, okay, you, you, you. It was, we took this very seriously for the betterment of not only the business, but for those who remained. So That must have been the toughest part of a job, I can't it imagine. It sucks. 
It never got easy. Every good boss or every good VP says that same thing. Not fun. If if they're good and if they really don't lose the humanity, right? I mean, it, it should hurt you. It should, you know, you go home and you kind of want to throw up because it, it, it hurts. It, it hurts to touch and influence and impact a life and a family and, 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 and. Right. So let's talk about the, the first, the reason we met, Operation Song. You're on the board yeah, of directors. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So if people don't know, what is Operation Song? Operation Song brings together songwriters and the military, vets, active military, their spouses, families, and they write songs. The, the, I'll use veterans just on, for ease of words. The vet will sit down with the songwriter and they will tell their story. Whatever story that is coming to the surface, it could be anger, it could be heart-wrenching, it could be, they're all kind of heart-wrenching. Um, and they'll just share a story with the songwriter and the songwriter will sit down and typically within 24 hours, they have a song that's written in the words of the vet and it is empowering and it is healing. Um, I've had the opportunity to, to go to a few of the, the events. I've only been on the board for a year and what the people who walk into these retreats versus who they are when they walk out, it truly is a transformation. And again, because of my coach hat, you know, I'm like, it's because the songwriter has an ability to touch their heart and to care and love for them in a very safe place. And these, these vets just open up and the songs from rap to country to 1950s bebop to you know whatever the the vet wants it to be um and again it, it could be spouses it can be the children it could be um active military so we t we've written over 750 songs in seven years i mean it's amazing we, it's, so you touch that many lives not just with their not just with those songs but think of their families who are now influenced by that experience so I am so grateful to have met Bob Regan, who is the founder of Operation Song. And uh, it's just, it truly is. The power of music and storytelling, it just heals. And, and, it's, and it's all of that, right? Um, so we're really particular about songwriters. We want to get songwriters who have, it's not about them. It's not about getting a top, top 10 hit, right? This is about telling the story through the words and the lens of the person that they're sitting down with. So the songwriters that we have are just phenomenal, that they can get the vet to really talk about things that they truly may have never talked about with their counselors, with group, with whatever. And all of a sudden they're like, I've never told anybody this. How, how did you get me to do that? And now it's in this song and it's touching and the tears are flying and just, oh, it's just such a powerful, powerful, powerful experience. Wow. So if someone's listening who's a songwriter or a vet, how would they get involved? Operationsong.org. Uh, there's a web, there's the, the link, connect with us or contact us. Excellent. They can just go on there. We respond pretty quickly because we're always looking for experienced songwriters, again, who are in it for the serving of our military. And oh, it's just powerful. And nationwide or 
just in Tennessee? Nationwide. Um, we do most of our things here in the Nashville area. This is where Bob, he's, he's an acclaimed songwriter, oh, yeah. you know, so... Um, but we do travel. We have a lot of people that we bring in from, I mean, we've, our last thing that we did was people came in from Washington, DC and Virginia and South Carolina and Kentucky and Florida. And so it, it really reaches, um, we obviously want to grow and it all's it's funding. So if anybody wants to, you know, yeah. donate, they can donate as well online. There's there's a lot of great oppor- opportunities to do that. Are there ever uh, shows or like writers rounds or we should do some, we should do some sort of event where it, so all the money goes. Yeah, to. so we are working on. Uh, we just got a newer board last year, and the whole idea was the strategic uh, the strategic plan on how do we get this further out like mm-hmm. a greater reach and uh we're now recruiting or recruiting for an executive director um maybe by the time this airs it will be we may have had that filled but bob regan currently is the executive director and everything else um and he's ready to step back okay. do the things that he loves to do while we've got somebody else looking at the future and how do we mm-hmm. ramp this up and be able to provide even more support and love and opportunities for our military. Yeah, I'm thinking of uh, artists like uh, <laughs> Craig Morgan, Brantley Gilbert, Trace Atkins, there's so many who I'm sure would love to volunteer an evening to play with some songwriters too. And I don't know, I'm just talking out loud. I know, I know. We're, like yes, yes, yes. We will limit. take them all. Um, the sky's the limit. And it's a matter of appropriate scaling. You know, um, we don't have a massive staff. We truly have our working board. I say that I'm on the board of directors. What that means is that every one of our board members last year worked our tails off to get to where we are now. Bob was exceptionally successful in the first six years, five years, five and a half years. Um, And he knew that he could not do this alone. And he has found some phenomenal people both in and outside of the music industry. To be able to bring their expertise to actually say, okay, here's really how we want to do this and how we scale. So, you know, we'd love to have millions of dollars given to us. We're not ready yet to scale that. But let me tell you, I'd love to have that problem to, <laughs> to be able to do it because we get to touch so many lives. Oh, yes. So, Excellent. Oh, and I, I'm just thinking what people can buy, like albums or EPs, like if the yeah. music was released. So, well, so we've got CDs. So you can, oh, cool. so yeah, so you can buy the CDs. I think there's four or five of them. Um, you can buy T-shirts and hats, and that's another whole marketing aspect. I'm sorry. We cannot buy. You can donate. And there's, you know, because of tax purposes, and we are a nonprofit, mm-hmm. it is it is donation-driven. We don't want to have to sell anything. We really want, if you want to give from your heart, please give from your heart. Excellent. Operationsong.org. Yes. Place to go to help yep. out. And InvisibleHorizonsCoaching.com. That's right. Get in contact with you, Debbie. Do you have, like, Twitter or Instagram or social people? I do LinkedIn uh, okay, because cool. of, my, you know, just because of what I do. My I do that, too. My clients are LinkedIn. That's, that's yeah. I found that, too. Originally, it was just, you know, because for Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, like, I have a blue check mark verified. Yeah. Like, it's, yes, for all the listeners. <laughs> um, but LinkedIn has been amazing since I've been CEO of my own Sam Halleck show um, because lots of times owners of radio stations or program directors or 
at potential advertisers find me on that way too. And yeah. we've gotten and, business from that. And so it's, it's been pretty it's cool. It's professional, right? You know, you don't have to worry about the whole Facebook stuff or Twitter opinions. This is, it, it's, it's a wonderful professional Correct. platform. I did post last week picture of my baby daughter, Mark. I know. Congratulations. I, I know that saw was a little that. personal, but it wasn't politics no, and it wasn't controversial. It, no, it was, be- it was a beautiful picture. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Debbie, thanks for being here yeah. on the Sam Alex Show. I really appreciate it. Great. Thank you.